And it was funny because I was the one that the mo was the most against it in the beginning. Um, I was like, we're too old to be church planners. You know, we don't have our kids to help us this time because they're all, you know, close to moving out of the house. And so God just really confirmed it in me. And so we were on the, on the, on the plane on the way back and Rick said, what do you think? And I just said, I think we're supposed to go. It's just been amazing. The doors that, you know, the Lord has opened for us. I, I know one day when I was just praying before the Lord, I, I just said, God, you know, we are older church planners. I just can't even imagine us setting up and tearing down a school. And I, and I said, I'm only going to ask you this one time, but if there's just a way that we could have a church building to meet in, like that would be awesome. And I, and I literally said, you know, when I told Rick, I prayed that I was like, that was such like a bridey prayer for me to pray. Like I'm, I'm just not even going to bring that up again. Keith Matthews called Rick and said, Hey, I heard you guys are, you know, thinking about planning a church in Columbus and you know, we've acquired this property. We're not sure what we're going to do with it yet. You know, let's start praying about what the Lord, if maybe this is somewhat how we could work together. And I mean, literally, I was like, oh, God answered my bratty prayer. Welcome to the Send Columbus podcast, a podcast designed to share strategies and stories about planting churches in the city. Your hosts are church planting catalyst, Chad Grigsby and Sin City missionary, Dean Foltz. Welcome back to the Send Columbus podcast. It's good to have you back for another episode. My name is Chad Grigsby, and I'm here with Dean Folks. Dean, how are you doing today? Very well. Thank you very well. We're grateful for the Corner Bakery, who's sponsoring the uh, podcast for us today. And we are very excited about our guest. Very excited about our guest. The illustrious Wendy Young is with us. How are you doing, Wendy? Good. What a great introduction. Illustrious. Wow. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, Rick's a church planter, but you're the real treasure uh, to Columbus, Wendy. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> we've only ever had men on the podcast so far. True. Wendy, you are, of course, we've only done a whole like four, <laughs> right. right? There's only a few. So we're really excited about, we think, I think the level of quality of the podcast is going up today. I'm sure this will be the best one, right? <laughs> That's right. So uh, Wendy is on our city team uh, with Send Columbus, and she serves as the spouse care advocate for Church Planters Wives. And so that's one of the reasons we, we wanted to have you on the podcast. But before we get to that, tell us a little bit about how you guys ended up in Ohio, what was kind of your journey uh, getting here and planting in Worthington? Okay. Uh, Rick and I actually grew up actually in Florida. So kind of funny that we're back in Ohio now because we've lived in the South for, gosh, over 25 years. Mm -hmm. So our first church was in Florida. We were there for about two years. Um, and then we came on staff at First Baptist Woodstock in Woodstock, Georgia. And Rick, all those years, uh, Rick was a middle school pastor. So We've worked with middle school kids for a long time, and we're still sane. <laughs> you guys are young and hip because of it. Yep. yep. Right. It still smells like middle school boy, probably. But, you yeah. Know. Yeah. I thought our car would smell like pizza forever, but, you know, it's the, <laughs> that smell has gone out. <laughs> so we were on staff at Woodstock for 17 years. Rick was the middle school pastor. And then we just started sensing something different. So we talked to uh, our pastor, Johnny Hunt, about it, and so he started praying with us about it. And at about the same time, uh, our church had acquired a property in Florida that they wanted to make a satellite campus. So even though we said we would never live in Florida again, we were back in Panama City Beach, Florida, and we did um, 
basically took a church that had died and revitalized it. So very similar to church planting, but a little bit different still, you know, you don't have as much safety net in church planting <laughs> as you do when you're a campus. So we did that for five and a half years. And then just, um, since God doing something different and we started praying about it and Rick said, uh, man, I just, I really, you know, feel like the Lord is telling me that he wants me to be a pastor. So again, we went back to our pastor who was so great about it and he began to pray with us. And then he started sending Rick's resumes out. Literally nobody called, nobody called and said, thank you. No, thank you. And Rick has always had a lot of job offers. So we were like, okay, God, you've made this clear that I'm supposed to be a pastor and now nothing is happening. So we we're just praying, seeking. And uh, one of Rick's friends who is a church planner said, have you guys ever considered church planting? And I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so let me get this straight real quick. You said you'd never move back to Florida and the Lord right. moved you back to Florida. And then you said you'd never church plant and the Lord called you to church plant. Right. Okay. So what I've learned from that <laughs> never say never. So I will never win a million dollars. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> is your comparison like your your comparison is, hey, our church purchased beach property in Panama City, so we went yeah. there. So mm. I'm wondering, I think we should contact contact Woodstock Chat and see if they want to purchase some property in Bermuda. <laughs> Agreed. There we yeah. go. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, so anyway, back to the story. Okay. Sorry. So, Rudely interrupted you. So I know it sounds crazy. Whenever we tell people we moved from uh, Florida to Ohio, their, their first response is like, why would you ever do that? <laughs> so anyway, we started praying, praying, seeking the Lord. And so uh, Rick was talking to his friend again, and he said, if you could plant a church anywhere, where would you go? Hmm. And Rick said, well, I've, I've always, you know, hope that someday I'd end back at a, uh, you know, end up back in Ohio. And so, uh, he told us to, uh, call Rich Halcomb. And so we talked to Rich and he said, you guys just need to come up here for a weekend. So we came up in February. It was freezing and it rained the whole time we were here. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, it was great. Typical Ohio weather. And, um, it was crazy because the whole time that we were here, I just felt like God just kept giving me a piece and saying, this is it. This is it. Even though like we really didn't know anybody in Columbus. Um, and so God kind of settled it in my heart. Um, and it was funny cause I was the one that the mo was the most against it in the beginning. Um, I was like, we're too old to be church planners. You know, we don't have our kids to help us this time cause they're all, you know, close to moving out of the house. And, so God just really confirmed it in me. And so we were on the, on the, on the plane on the way back and Rick said, what do you think? And I just said, I think I'm supposed to, I think we're supposed to go. Mm -hmm. And so it took Rick a little bit longer to kind of pray through that and get confirmation from the Lord. So in a nutshell, that's, that's how we ended up here. And so um, it's just been amazing. The doors that, you know, the Lord has opened for us. I, I know one day when I was just praying before the Lord, I, I just said, God, you know, we are older church planners. I just can't even imagine us setting up and tearing down a school. And I, and I said, I'm only going to ask you this one time, but if there's just a way that we could have a church building to meet in, like that would be awesome. And I, and I literally said, you know, when I told Rick, I prayed that I was like, that was such like a bridey prayer for me to pray. Like I'm, I'm just not even going to bring that up again. <laughs> well, as we were praying about coming up here, Jersey church heard that Rick wanted to plant a church up here and 
kind of similar thing happened to them where there was a church that was going out of business. And he said, Hey, you know, Keith Matthews called Rick and said, Hey, I heard you guys are, you know, thinking about planning a church in Columbus and, you know, we've acquired this property. We're not sure what we're going to do with it yet. You know, let's start praying about what the Lord, if maybe this is somewhere how we could work together. And I mean, literally I was like, oh, God answered my bridey prayer. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've got some things I'd like for you to pray about. Wendy. <laughs> So let's back up a minute because you said that Rick, you knew, but Rick was a little bit slow. Do you find that your husband is usually slow in admitting that you're right and he's wrong or is that just a... <laughs> no, honestly, it doesn't happen that much to be honest with you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All husbands um, are a little bit slow in acknowledging that, I think. Yeah. So. Well, I think too, because I think in this situation, like he just felt such a responsibility as you know, the leader of our home and, oh, yeah. you, know, you know, thinking financially, was this a smart thing to do, which most people would say no. <laughs> yeah, church planning is not a smart financial decision. <laughs> smart no. Son headed into your, what, junior year of high school when you all mm -hmm. moved, right? Like, that's yeah. not smart. No. <laughs> yeah, smart. no. But I can say, though, the Lord has answered so many prayers and things for Joshua since we mm -hmm. moved up here. I mean, it doesn't even make sense, all the friends that he's made and the opportunities he's had. So it just it's, it's just amazing how, like, specific God cares for us. And even just small detail things that he'll answer, uh, that he's concerned about those, even those small things. And those are the things we have to remember when we get into the thick of church planting and where, you know, you think, oh, this is not going as fast or as smooth as I thought it would. You know, I always just go back to all those ways that God answered prayers and made it so clear that we were supposed to come here. When you think about doing ministry to pastor's wives and you help us do their planter's wives, I guess more specifically, you do such a great job of helping us do that here in Columbus. Um, what are things, having both gone through the planting process and now meeting with planters' wives, what are the things that church planter wives wish that they could either say to their husbands or that they wish their husbands knew about the planting process? Ooh. And we will, we will exempt you because we will know you would never say any of these things to or about Rick. We'll just exempt you from these. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the things that I think Rick did really well, because you know, a, a woman's um, biggest need is security. Rick did a lot of work on the front end, uh, getting partners for us, going to trainings, included me in any trainings that he could so that we were kind of on the same page. So, you know, it's funny, like you always have the people, they'll tell you over and over again, you know, don't go by yourself, make sure you raise your support. And then, you know, sometimes the husband's like, this is what God's called me to do. We're going to go by ourselves, you know, because everybody thinks they're the one that that's not going to be tough for. Yeah. And so I feel like Rick did an amazing job networking, you know, raising support for us on the front end. Um, which took a lot of the fear out of uh, financially church planning. I don't know if that makes sense. You know, and even just including me in a lot of the trainings and things so that we were on the same page. So we were planning and working together. Um, I think one of the challenging things that we've had is still um, 
making time for each other that's not ministry. You know, like a lot of times Rick and I, we have to sit down and be like, okay, let's look at our calendar. Let's make sure that, you know, we are at Joshua's football game, that we are, you know, and just really planning together so that your family feels like they're your priority, you know, because it gets busy. And you guys know too, when you're church planning, your schedule is kind of crazy. It's not like you have a set schedule, you don't have an office. And so it's when you get out of your routine, sometimes those things, date nights can go by the wayside. And so I think Rick's been really intentional about, um, you know, sitting down with the calendar. Okay, what night can we do this? What night can we, you know, let's make sure that we have all the kids stuff, you know, on the calendar that we're not planning meetings or things over that. Um, let me think what else. Would you, would you say that like you just have to prioritize the things that are the most important and some things, I mean, sometimes you just have to get cut out, right? Like to, you know, watching Hallmark movies, you just may not be able to do that together, right? <laughs> oh my God. They or may not uh, have asked me to mention that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is what's bad. So I'll put on one of those cheesy movies or shows and then I fall asleep and then Rick's gotten interested in it and he's like, wait, 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 wait. I'm late finishing a Hallmark movie. Wait, Rick has gotten interested. Now he didn't, he didn't include he didn't that part. That no, 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 no. He, he yeah, the predictability of the plot. He talked mm -hmm. about that mm -hmm. and the yeah. fact that he, he did mention that he is an interested watcher while you're asleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he always makes fun of me. He'll be like, Oh, Wendy, here's the misunderstanding. Cause you know, in all those movies, there's there's a misunderstanding and one person either leaves or whatever. So he, he makes fun of it, but then sometimes he gets drawn into the show. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Wendy, but, I just want to point out that you brought up, I think, a really good point. I, I, I think it's, you know, starting a church from scratch, I've never started a business, but I can imagine they're very similar things. Yeah. I feel like there's like this blending of life and ministry and blending of where you don't know where the one stops and the other starts and, right. you know, everything starts to go together. So I think that's a really, really, really good word for church planters out there to say, hey, you've got to make sure there's kind of some boundaries here and some clear expectations and that you're protecting the most important things. And I like what Dean said. It reminded me of a, a John Acuff book where he says, in order to do the most important things, sometimes you need to stink at other things. Mm -hmm. So like choose some things yeah. to stink at, yeah. you know, yeah. and intentionally be, I'm going to be bad at this because this deserves my attention. So I just wanted mm -hmm. to point that out and say thank you for mentioning that. I don't even have to choose them. <laughs> they kind of choose me. You stink at a lot of Yeah, I'm just bad at them. Well, especially when you come out of like being on a church staff where you have hours and you have certain things you know they're going to come up. Because you know in church planning, there's no sometimes order of how things happen, you know, or events that you're able to, you know, get involved in the community and stuff. And you just have to make sure that that doesn't overtake your family because that is the first, you know, priority. And so we, I feel like we work together as a team on that, you know. But I'll just say, Wendy's a great example of this. Even right now, as we're recording this podcast, she's taking a minute out of work, right? Yeah, yeah. And Wendy works at an award-winning company, as you can see by the trophy over her left shoulder. Our <laughs> listeners obviously can't oh, hear that. There's a, well, look at that. There's a wealth of swords and some on swords wall. on the wall. Wow. I know. I was laughing because I was like, I'm in one of our top VPs office. They really need to angle this so you can't see all these awards that don't have my name on them. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder about this, Wendy. So 
one of the things about church planters sometimes is that they they become very strong about their applications of vision sometimes. And um, I wonder about maybe there are some wives who are listening who would want to know, how do I say to my husband sometimes, rarely, that, that may not be the best way. Like, as you've walked through this process with Rick, and you guys obviously have great communication streams set up and whatnot, but what would you say to a wife who would say, you know, I just, I don't know how to tell my husband sometimes, you're really passionate about this, right. but maybe not everybody else is as passionate about this, and I don't think it's going to land the way that you, I think it's going to be more of a crash than a landing. Um, how would you um, advise church planner wives in that area? Uh, well, first thing rule of whenever you have to tell your husband something difficult is timing is everything. So right <laughs> after the service on Sunday morning is probably not the best time. <laughs> right before he gets up to preach between the music <laughs> and the sermon. Late at night when you're both tired, not the best time, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. so I, I, I think um, you should always, whenever you have to have those difficult conversations, make sure you come into it with all the great things your husband is doing, because there's a lot of good things. And then maybe just, you know, then offer that because I mean, drop the hammer. Is that what you want to say? No, not drop the hammer, but just, you know, ask him maybe to reconsider, you know, this thing. Cause I, I know Rick and I have had to have a lot of hard conversations, you know, of things like that, but just, you know, make sure the timing's right and really take it before the Lord. Cause sometimes there's things, I want to say, and then the Lord tells me later, not that big of a deal. You know what I mean? So really take it before the Lord and pray about it. Um, make sure it's not just a preference of yours or something. Um, but just, you know, and then even just start praying that the Lord will prepare your husband's heart before you have, you know, that conversation. I can't tell you how many times, like, we'll have a conversation like that. And we'll be like, you know, so-and-so mentioned that. Maybe I need to rethink how we're doing that. Or, you know, always bathe everything in prayer. You know, sometimes we don't, give the Lord enough credit that again, he's in all those small details and all those, you know, all those hard places, like he's, he's there for us. We just have to seek his help. And, um, but again, you know, timing, make sure that you're always telling like the good things that, that your husband and your spouse is doing before you give a criticism. Um, because, you know, those conversations have to happen or, you know, the Lord, I, I realized that as a wife, that the Lord has a role for me. And part of that is, you know, giving counsel to my husband and offering advice and just, but my part is just to make sure it's not my opinion. That really is something that the Lord wants me to, to say to him. Wendy, I appreciate that a lot. When I was, uh, we were planting our church, you know, how much of a gift my wife was because I don't have a, um, a governor switch on my throttle. I know one speed and that's put your head down and just go after it. And I remember, I think scheduling like, I mean, four dinners a week, Yeah, four dinners a week. And I didn't know any better and I was naive and I, but I was just grinding and grinding. And she was like raising her hand going, Hey, you're killing me. And she was working a full-time job during the day while we were planting. And so I just think like, you're going too fast. This isn't good. You like, that's a gift to a church planter 
his wife is just again in a lot of ways but especially in church planting and so i think we need to hear that guys need to hear that church planters need to hear that that your wife when she says well this is a problem that man that's that's the lord speaking i won't i don't want to say that's the holy spirit's voice but it's pretty darn close uh, yeah. so i really appreciate you saying that I remember when we were in Florida, you know, and you know how it is when you, when you're first, you want to go out to dinner with everybody you want to, you know? And so we were, my kids were like middle school, early high school. So we were dragging our kids to all those like dinners with people. And I remember we went with this one couple and I looked down the table at my kids and they were like, (laughs) (laughs) I told Rick, I said, we do not need to drag our kids to all these dinners. Like they hate it. Like they're, you know, middle school, high school kids that don't really enjoy talking to adults anyway. And so we had to come up with a plan where we could restructure that. Cause I I said, they're going to end up being bitter Mm. and annoyed, you know, cause we think we have to do all these dinners. So anyway, yeah. (laughs) Wendy, is there anything else that you'd like to tell church planters um, just as we wrap up here about their wives, maybe a unique perspective you have for them? Um, I just feel like um, it's really important that you see yourselves as a team, as a unit, you know, that one person's not asking the other person to do something they're not willing to do, you know. Um, I'm encouraged to invite people and go to things because Rick's doing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he's not asking me to go out and do all these community things that he's not willing to do or, you know, vice versa. Mm-hmm. And so just to remember that you're a team and your team members are the most important, you know, even when our kids were helping us a lot with ministry and they still are, um, we have to remember that the team, you know, team young is what we call ourselves, that we're the most important, you know, and those family relationships are, are the most important and just to really nurture that team. Like I said before, you know, date nights are still really important. Um, you know, doing things that you enjoy that aren't ministry all the time. That's really important. So you don't kind of lose yourself and your relationship in church planning. Cause it, it's really easy to do. It's really easy to get so busy that, um, all the church stuff kind of overtakes your family and your marriage. And so that has to be a priority, you know, through this process, even though the temptation is great just to work, 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 you know, to still take times to remind each other to slow down and um, invest into your marriage and in your family. Yeah. Wendy, thanks. That's super great advice. Um, Seeing each other and together uh, as a team, that's, that's, if all of our planter couples who come and plant in Columbus will see that, man, it'll be a great um, move along their journey towards Christ, um, regardless of what they think or believe or uh, the reality is of their plant. Um, so, listen, we really, really appreciate how much you do for mm-hmm. the wives of our planters, and they look to you and they trust you, and you've got um, you've got some seasoning under your belt in ministry, which is fantastic and they've all got these young kids that are running around and you know they love their hearts I mean they're just going through crazy phases in life and you're such a settling influence and uh, uh, you bring peace uh, to them so we're we're super grateful for you well I feel like it's been an honor for me to be able to do that and get to know them and 
you know, I hope all these years, you know, that the Lord's allowed us to be in ministry that I can, you know, have an impact and, you know, be a safe place for them. So COVID-19 kind of put a little damper on my momentum <laughs> with spouse care, but I'm hoping, you know, we can get back to doing some things and uh, getting together again, because we're in this unique situation of being church planners rives. And so I think it's important that we have friendships and other people that understand us and that can we can invest into each other, really. Wendy, thanks for all you do. Thanks for your time today joining us on the podcast, and uh, we'll see you soon. All right. You're welcome. Thanks. Thanks for checking out the Send Columbus podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and join us next time for another episode.